0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Disciples Quest. My name is William. I'm Emily. And I'm Justin. And today we'll be going over the very last chapter of Jonah, which I'm very excited for because this one has a lot of uh, intense emotion that you wouldn't expect out of a a prophet of God. But I mean, Mm -hmm. there's been many um, emotions, I mean, so far that we've seen from him that haven't been exactly like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I can't
1: wait to get into this (laughs) either. I think it's going to be exciting. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, um, I don't know. How's
1: your day, man? How's your week been? Uh, it was really good. Uh, I got a really nice surprise, and my brother Nick, uh, who lives in BC, I think you guys said on the last podcast. But yeah, he he flew out to visit me, and, uh, and not specifically me. <laughs> he came out just for Justin. No, he came over to see my whole family, and it was really awesome. I hadn't seen him in years. Uh, just because of how Canada was with our flights and with COVID restrictions. He was able to see me, and it was really awesome. Spent a great amount of time with him. And he also got to see my cousin get married on the weekend, and I got to see that too, and it was, it was a really, oh, really nice. great wedding. And uh, just to see two God-fearing people come together and and unite through marriage uh, and the funny thing was on my way to the wedding was when i listened to your guys' podcast on marriage i thought that was That's hilarious kind of funny and I'm like oh coincidence maybe um <laughs> uh, so pretty much everything that you guys had talked about in the podcast was on my mind throughout the wedding i'm like oh you know what that reminds me what william and you're talking about so um i thought that went really well by the way guys thank uh, you I, I really enjoyed what you guys had to say my week went really well, uh, visiting my family and uh, also adjusting to my new role as manager. I'm still training. Um, I have to go take first aid tomorrow and that's going to be uh, wow. pretty much all day to get my first aid certificate. So that's fun. And uh, yeah, nothing to complain about. I feel pretty blessed. How about you guys?
2: I feel pretty blessed too. Yeah. So- <laughs> I was just saying to Will before you came that I think I'm more blessed than I've ever been in all my life.
1: That's really good to hear.
2: Because, well, I have a husband who loves me.
1: You do have a husband.
2: And I love him.
1: And you love him. (laughs) I hope so. And I have a great
2: job, and I have support of people who are awesome, and we have everything that we'd possibly really want in our cute apartment. So, yeah, life is good, man.
1: It is looking cute. I like what you've done with the place. Nice decor. Thank you. Stylish, yet functional. (laughs) So
0: you don't expect anything from me. I'm just going to let you talk because I can never remember a single thing I did during my okay. Yeah, you, I can tell you, you probably how I said feel. that
1: like 37 episodes in a row. It's about time you figure out what you did.
2: Um, <laughs> well, William I started can... volunteering at my church's youth group because I'm a youth leader there. So he, he came to check it out.
1: William, a youth group leader. Mm. Mm. Who
2: would have thought?
1: Who would have thought? How did you like it, William? <laughs> or how did you like it or dislike it?
0: It was good. Nice. It was uh, a new experience. I'm not used to... Like, I've I've done many volunteering positions before uh, involving children, but they're usually younger, and, like, the conversation is pretty... I don't know. Like, you don't have to really Child think, think about it. Minded. You don't have to think about how you behave. They don't really care. But when you get into the older age groups, um, suddenly I'm worried about, like, impressing them, like, looking... Like a, you know, responsible. A good, like a responsible person and all that stuff and it's like it's it's actually a little bit more pressure but I mean it's probably healthy for me yeah honestly. you know what
1: I would agree as someone who did it for quite a few years um, I do know that I was kind of known as the goofier one out of the other youth group leaders but it was more just it's not that I didn't think that they could take me seriously but it was, I was kind of trying to be the comic relief mm-hmm. because I didn't want to be always strict all the time like look guys we can still have fun when we're at youth group and laugh but there's still a serious nature to it when we're talking, you know, in small groups and stuff. Mm-hmm. We need to stay focused. So it is actually very difficult to learn how to make that balance um, because you want them to have your respect. But at the same time, you don't want to seem like some type of authoritarian boss. Yeah. You want to sure. seem like a leader. And there's a difference between a boss and a leader. And that's what I'm learning, even through my manager uh, position now, is that I want to be someone that they look up to, but also someone that they know uh, has responsibility and keeps them on track. So it's good to hear that you're in that position now, Will.
0: Uh, Yes, thank
1: you.
2: Yeah, it was fun. It was the kickoff. We had pizza and games.
0: (laughs) So before we start, you were saying, Justin, that you wanted to do a quick summary of your thoughts on marriage.
2: Is it all that we did this week, Was just youth group?
0: (laughs) I mean, no, (laughs) but I can't remember a single other thing. (laughs) I think we probably ate food at some point. And worked. And you might stuff. have brushed your teeth once or twice. I yeah, I'm I'm pretty good at brushing my teeth these days.
2: Yeah, well, we did just record an episode on Wednesday. And I now do. It's floss Monday, so not a whole bunch of days between then and now. But. We also saw friends and family. We had friends over and family over for board game night here at our place. I love hosting things. It's so much fun. We have a milk frother, and we were able to make London fogs for people and it was so much fun.
0: And we shared like this massive Costco pumpkin pie, which we still have plenty of left.
2: Yes. Justin, have some pie.
1: We might have to force you to have (laughs) some. I love pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie too.
2: My birthday is on October 18th. And every year I have pumpkin pie when it's my birthday because October and pumpkin pie and all that, it's the best time of year. So Justin, what did you want to add to the marriage conversation?
1: Well, as a man who clearly has tons of experience with marriage, uh, no, I I, obviously am speaking of a place of ignorance personally, but I don't think you have to be in a situation to know things about situations. Um, I think you guys were on point for the most part. The only thing I would add that... I think was a good substance was like the main question you guys were asking was why should we get married? The one thing that I think might've been said at some point, but it wasn't really focused on, which I think is the main reason is because you love them and you want to spend the rest of your life with them. Uh I think that's why you want to, isn't that why someone should be married? I asked my parents and uh, they said, well, my mom said, well, because you love them and because you want to spend the rest of your life with them. That's why you get married. And I was like, oh, that makes sense to me. I, thought, I just thought that was kind of obvious. Um, and I, I think my thought was, you guys must have already thought that, but you were like, oh, that's just a given. Mm-hmm. Let's just look at the more detailed version of why else should we get married. Yes. That's an aspect of it. That's I, an aspect? Or is that... So you don't think that's the main reason? I'm because not you sure. you them? Yeah, I'm not entirely certain. So why is it that you're not certain of something that you now committed your whole life to?
0: Um... Well, I do love her. And I do want to spend the rest of my life with her. Uh, I've got no problem there. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think a lot of people aren't that certain. I think, after me asking a lot of people, and them giving completely different answers, I wouldn't say even people that are married, and unmarried. I'm not convinced that it is like that obvious. I think so, there's a, a deeper subtext there that people don't really think Oh, about. it's
1: definitely deeper than just, oh, I love them. There are definitely more reasons. I just think that's the primary reasons because you love them. Mm-hmm. So the other thing I wanted to quickly add was, um, and like I said, I really enjoyed that conversation. I think you guys dove into topics, like parts of marriage I haven't even thought of yet. So that was good. Um, something I want to add to is I do believe that marriage is a showing of every single aspect of The type of love that there is, and I've said it before, but like the different Greek versions of love, right? There's a familial love, there's Mm -hmm. a friendship love, there's a sacrificial love, and of course, there's agape, which is the unconditional love that we can only receive through God. And if your if your marriage is based on your faith, I believe that you'll have a much higher advantage than people that aren't married because your heart's in the right place and you're allowing God to guide it rather than yourselves and your own desires. Uh, The only other thing I would add is, for people out there listening, I want you guys to read 1 Corinthians chapter 7. It is the principles of marriage. And there's a lot. And then also, yeah, all of chapter 7, as well as chapter 6 of 1 Corinthians. It's kind of Paul's teachings on marriage. And relationships, and I think it's super, super helpful. And I heard a sermon on it um, at Elam Chapel uh, a couple months ago, and it was it was very, very uh, eye opening. So, but yeah, I thought it was a great conversation.
0: Cool, nice.
1: So, chapter four of Jonah. Let's get into it.
2: Who wants to read today?
1: Mm, I can read. Okay, sounds good.
2: Do it.
0: So, from chapter four. But it greatly displeased Jonah, and he became angry. Oh, so, like, I mean, quick recap. uh, God spared Nineveh um, as much as, like, Jonah just went there to just basically tell them that they're condemned, and they repented, and God spared them. Mm -hmm. And so this is the aftermath. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. And he prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, is not this what I said when I was in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. For I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, Do you do well to be angry? Jonah went out of the city and sat to the east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat under it in the shade till he could see what would become of the city. Now the Lord God appointed a plant and made it come over Jonah, that it might be a shade over his his head, to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was exceedingly glad because of the plant. But when dawn came over the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant, so that it withered. When the sun rose, God appointed a scorching east wind, and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah, so that he was faint. And he asked that he might die, and said, It is better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, Do you do well to be angry for this plant? And he said, Yes, I do well to be angry angry enough to die. And the Lord said, you pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should not I pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left and much, and also much cattle?
1: Hmm.
2: And that's the end.
1: That's the end of Jonah. So let's break this down now. Ever, ever break it down. Yeah, let us unpack this for you. But
2: what became of Jonah after that? Does anybody know? She just, Um, I don't know.
0: It does not say. It's a weird ending because it doesn't say what happened to him. I don't even think it says throughout the entire Bible, like what happens to him. I think this just
1: kind of just ends.
2: (laughs) He's like, God's like, I'm done with you now. So
1: (laughs) my first thought after reading chapter four, I was like, man, Jonah was a bit of a loser. And the reason why I say that is think about how many times God showed him mercy, yet he still chose to be angry and to disobey God. I'm going to quickly list you the times that God showed him mercy. He showed him mercy when the storm didn't kill him. Mm -hmm. He showed him mercy when the big fish didn't kill him. He showed him mercy when he continued, when he allowed. Jonah to continue to be his prophet, because he could say, you know what, like, after you ran away from me, I'm going to choose someone else who I think is more worthy. No, he's like, you know what, I know you disobeyed me, but I saw your heart when you're in the big fish, and I'm going to give you a second chance, mm-hmm. and I want you to still spread my message. Um, and then he gave him more mercy by making that plant grow for his shade, yet what did he still say? It's better for me to be dead than to live. God kept showing him mercy, yet he didn't take it. What are your first thoughts, guys?
2: Well, the Ninevites all took that mercy and they accepted it and they understood that God was merciful to them and everything was just perfect.
0: Yeah, the Ninevites had a better attitude towards God than Jonah did, which is interesting. And so did those men on the boat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so the guy that's supposed to be the prophet, he's supposed to be the man that... The representation <laughs> yeah, The of ver- God. representation of God just wasn't. And he was so angry... That the it's it, it looks like from the text says that he was so angry about Ninevites leaving that he just wanted to die.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He, was, he didn't want to be there in the first place. Mm-hmm. He told them that they're just going to die. He didn't tell them that they're going to be saved. And then God spared them and he just wanted to die.
1: And it just looks like he was measurable from that point going forward. So the question is, why did Jonah think it was better for him to be dead than to live? Was it just because he was, he was, I mean, it was, to me, it's clear that he's selfish mm-hmm. and that he didn't want to look bad to the, it, it's either one of two things, I think, and I want to hear what you guys think. I think either he felt like he might have looked bad to the Ninevites because he told them God is going to destroy you guys, that he's going to destroy this place. All of a sudden he did and he showed mercy. So I was like, wow, I just went in there and said all that. Now you're not doing it. So either I think he was mad because he m- felt like he might have looked bad to the people he told the message to. Or, I think it's because he wanted to see the destruction of Nineveh. And because God said he's going to show them mercy, not going to destroy them, he was angry because he wanted to see it destroyed. Mm
0: -hmm. It could be a bit of both, too. Like, he, he clearly did want them to be destroyed, considering how he went about informing them of their demise. And so he wanted it to happen. It didn't. He was probably angry about that. And he probably was also embarrassed. And just like, let's just say there's someone that you really, really hate. You tell them that they're going to die and then it doesn't happen, and
1: Mm. it feels like they won. And not only that, but like he was like, oh, God is telling me this, right? Like I have this huge prophecy from God that he's going to destroy you guys, Mm -hmm. and then God just goes, psych?
0: Yeah, and then it it feels like the people won, and the people got away with
1: it all, and I don't know. But shouldn't Jonah be grateful that they changed their ways? But he's not, and Mm -hmm. that's... Mm -hmm. This is where I think the the big lesson is. I don't know. Emily, what do you think? It
0: um, is weird that he's a prophet in the first place, considering yeah. that he has so much hate and resentment in his heart to the degree where he's willing to take his own life rather than have certain people saved. Like, it's just mm-hmm. impressive just how much hatred he's allowed to fester.
2: Yeah. I wonder if he was thinking if he was going to go to heaven or hell, though. Like...
1: Good question. I don't know. Yeah, good question. I feel like
2: he was kind of done with God. Like, God did not it match what he like wanted, it. so it's like, well, yeah, what's the point of living if God's just going to do things this way?
1: Yeah, and, and I think, like, when he said, like, he wanted God to take his life from him, he's saying he would rather die than see God's mercy on the city. Mm-hmm. And to me, that, like how ironic is that? That God can show mercy to you, Jonah. God can save you from the belly of the fish. God can save you from the storm. God can use you. But to see mercy on others, no. No, I can't see that. I, I would Probably rather die. People, yeah, exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of people in Nineveh.
1: There was, oh yeah, 125,000, which is a huge city for back then. That's a, one of the largest, I believe, at the time. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, and... One of I the thought just in the world. The so.
0: plant was an interesting thing for me. That he pulled out a plant to give him shade to relieve him of discomfort and then just have it wither the next day to make a point. Yep. And yeah. And you know, it 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 didn't it also didn't just what he God didn't just have the plant wither the next day. He said he appointed a scorching east wind and the sun beat down on Jonah's head. So he made it hot. He deliberately made it uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And um that's an interesting way, I guess, to make a point. To see to what discipline
1: you, to see what mm-hmm. Jonah would do. He was yeah. How are I, you gonna approach the situation? Are you gonna still give me Are you gonna give me glory? Are you gonna praise me? Or are you gonna praise yourself? I think he was think trying to yourself? pull
0: it out of him in order to make a point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he so he lashed out and then he's like, You're upset for this.
2: Yeah, and if he wanted Your, to be physically comfortable, he would have just gone back down to Nineveh and had fun in the party time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's and interesting I, but he says you had compassion on the plant.
2: Mhm.
0: Because Where? it seems like um it could just be the, the NASB, but the NASB says you have con- you had compassion on the plant for what you didn't work for, which you didn't cause. It could just be a translation thing. Which verse is that? Uh, um, 10. verse
2: 10. It says in mine, you have had pity on the plant. Oh yeah. So
0: I mean, I think it he he
1: only had pity on it because it had, it was of utility to him, right? Yeah, so yeah, you have had pity on the plant for which my version says you have had pity on the plant for which you have not labored nor made it grow, mm. which came up in the night and perished in the night. So he's basically saying, like, look, you didn't even you didn't even create this plant, yet you didn't even thank me for it growing. Well, I guess it says at the beginning he was grateful, but when it died, he became angry, and God asked him. Well, he said, it's better for me to die than to live. And then in chapter, verse 9, he said, uh, God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? And he said, it is right for me to be angry even to death. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> he's plan. stuck, Jonah, he's like, he, stuck he,
2: in his ways. He's not going to change. Jonah just doubled down
1: <laughs> right there in verse 9. Yeah. Despite God's endless acts of mercy towards him and towards the Ninevites, mm-hmm. all he could think about was himself. And I, I think this is a huge lesson on compassion and mercy.
0: Like he, yeah. It doesn't look like he particularly changed, at least not in this book of the Bible. I think, um, or not from what the book covered, It maybe he changed later, yeah. but it seems like he's also just emotionally unstable. If he's freaking out about a plant and saying, I, I could, it's right for me to be angry even to death. It's like, dude, relax. It's a plant. Yeah. <laughs> it's fascinating how out of pure frustration Jonas spouts off a bunch of God's virtues that are applied to the situation and it still doesn't click like he's not saying it in a way that he's not saying it in a way to frame it to From frame the virtues as something that's not virtuous he's not trying to frame it bad he's saying them as virtues and it's, he still doesn't get it mm-hmm. or maybe he's just rebelling against it which is probably more accurate
2: yeah
1: One who, uh, the last part for me too, one who relents from doing harm, which is exactly what he did to the Ninevites. And to Jonah. (laughs) And to Jonah, yeah. Right.
0: And so it's like, I want this to be applied to, he's got to my this being applied to me,
1: but I just don't want it to be applied to other people, Mm -hmm. which is something Justin said earlier. Slow
2: to anger and abundant (laughs) loving kindness.
1: (laughs) I kind of like the fact that Jonah ended the way it did because it's like, well, sorry, but not every story in life is a happy ending. I remember when I was young and I heard the story of Jonah, I was like, wait, that's it? We don't get to hear what happened to Nineveh? We don't get to hear what happened to Jonah? And it's like, yeah, well, this is what happens when you disobey God, I guess. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, nothing really was a consequence. I mean, other than... He just kind of wallowed in his own self-pity.
0: I mean, Jonah. it doesn't say that Jonah got destroyed by God or Nineveh. It's just Nineveh, I, I presumably, continued to exist. Unless it was destroyed right at a later date. And then Jonah, yeah, just wowed himself, you're right.
1: I think it's it's pretty easy to apply the story of Jonah to us. Because I think about how many times God has shown me mercy, yet I haven't given him glory for it. And I've just thought about myself and hmm. how yeah, how true. does this affect me? And how does, how yeah, exactly. How does this affect me rather than thinking, you know what, God has shown me incredible mercy. This could have gone yeah. much worse for me, but yet he showed me compassion in this moment, and I didn't glorify him. And I think the story of Jonah is an exact showing of that, that look at how that, that, that thought process of being selfish can twist and turn you into... You could end up being a guy like Jonah, getting so selfish... That you get so angry, even when God showed mercy on people, that you're like, you know what? Because it's not the outcome I wanted, I'd rather die. Hmm. That could be you one day. Humans are capable of that if Jonah isn't. And I'm pretty sure he was a human. Even if God himself spoke to you, that could be something that you could end up saying or doing. Any other thoughts?
2: I think it's interesting how in verse 2, that the reason why he fled to Tarshish was because he knew that he was gracious and merciful. So he knew that God mm-hmm. was going to be loving and kind to the people. Um, if they repented and he just knew that they were going to repent. Cause that's why God was giving the message. It was like in God's character that he would be giving that. So yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. interesting. Like how he just knew the character of God so well. And yet he's still like, well, I'm not repenting for what I did. I'm not going to just <laughs> let them see your mercy, I'm not going to follow you, I'm not going to do anything, I'm not going to stop being angry. It's just sad.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. He he definitely knew that God was a God of mercy. And like he says, slow to anger, abundant in loving kindness. He knows that's part of his character. And he definitely knows it because he, he made that fish spit him up on the sea. He knew that God was a God of mercy. Yet, when God showed mercy towards the Ninevites, that it was not what he wanted.
2: Hmm.
1: I think the biggest showing of God's mercy would be sending his son, Christ. Hmm. God didn't have to do that. He didn't have to give us a second chance. And I think that's a good tie-in. Like like when you were saying the last time we talked about Jonah, about the time when Jesus mentioned Jonah and how there's different connections with that, we're undeserving of forgiveness. We are selfish, lying, cheating, sinful people deserving of damnation in hell yet because of his immense love for us and because of his compassion for us he chose to send his own son to die on a cross not only his own son a sinless son blameless innocent yet he said i'll take on the guilt of the world on on my on myself if that doesn't show that he's a merciful god i know there might be atheists that think he's an angry god and a And a violent God, no. The fact that he did that Mm. is an ultimate showing of his character. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's pretty much the pinnacle of the Gospels, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there there are examples of it throughout the Bible, like in Jonah, but that's like the big obvious one.
2: And stories like Jonah are like the precursor that shows you how merciful God is. So it's like, it's the same story over and again throughout the Bible, that God is merciful. Mm-hmm. God loves his people. God's willing to stick with his people even when they're, they're doing crazy things. Like when they were in the wilderness for 40 <laughs> years, mm-hmm. they built a golden calf and God still stuck with them, still led them. You know, it's just, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think we need to remember this story. Um, in our day-to-day lives because obviously throughout our days, we need to try to reflect Christ as much as possible. If Jesus was a man who showed mercy, which he clearly was, then we need to remember that times. And even in times where it's like, Oh, I really don't want to show mercy in this situation. Like maybe if a friend lies to you, it's like, well, I don't want to ever talk to this person again. What if you forgave them? What if someone yelled at you and you forgave them and you forgave them right away? That person would be like, huh, that's different. Why would he do that? That doesn't make sense. We yeah. want to stand up. We want, we want people mm-hmm. to think there's something different about you. What is that? Well, that's that mercy that I showed you is something that I learned from the God that I follow. I think that's something that we need to remember. And forgiveness isn't easy. Depending on what it was, it can be very difficult. But it's a necessity in order for us to show the love of Christ to people around us we have to show God's mercy
2: mm-hmm. and being someone who is unforgiving someone who's just constantly in anger it doesn't really hurt the people that you're being angry towards unless you're like physically like or like verbally being like aggressive and things like if you're just sitting there in your anger like Jonah was like oh I'm so angry like it's not impacting the invites at all they're just down mm-hmm. there living their lives and he's yeah. just like
1: <sighs> yeah <laughs> Just skin boiling. (laughs) But yeah, it it turns you into a resentful person that I don't think many people would want to be around. I wouldn't want to be around somebody who didn't show forgiveness. Now, there are obviously times where it would be like, okay, I know what, I really hurt this person, so it makes sense why it's hard for them to forgive me. But some things, like as an example, a relationship that your parents might have with you, like I've been told by my parents that like, there are going to be times you're gonna where you will really disappoint us, but we will always forgive you, even if it's hard for us to. Like there have been times that I won't even mention times that I messed up big, and I was like I don't know how my parents are gonna forgive me for this, and my parents are like oh it's a given that we forgive you, and I'm like huh. They can only say that because of the forgiveness that God has shown them. That's mm-hmm. why it's in their character to do that. Now it doesn't mean that they'll necessarily trust me in those exact scenarios. Again, if something like that happens, they might be a little bit more cautious about how, how I approach that situation. But they do forgive me. And because of that showing in my parents' life, I, it's, it's instilled in me that same mercy. But they got that from God. They didn't get that from their own thoughts. Because I think it's natural for us not to want to do that. And the hardest thing for myself has always been forgiveness of my own sins. Mm-hmm. Like not not getting hard on myself for the things that I've done and, and showing mercy, not mercy, but showing forgiveness to myself and not allowing those those mistakes to fester in my mind because that makes myself hold on to grudges and... I, then it could make me start to be like Jonah and start to wallow in my own self-pity, like, oh, poor me, I, I'm such a stupid person and I keep messing up. No, God asked us, like, once, once we receive forgiveness from God, that that is aside, And we've turned a new page. And God said, with his forgiveness, we can start again new. So I think that's something to remember.
0: Have you ever been angry enough at... Um someone or someone's that you didn't want them to be forgiven.
1: Yes. Because yeah. I didn't think that they would learn their lesson if they didn't. Perhaps I th- that's, I thought bit... if they showed, if I showed forgiveness, they wouldn't, they wouldn't change. But that's me thinking that what if me showing them forgiveness is the exact thing that makes them change? Ooh, You know, <laughs> how about you?
0: Yeah. And for that reason and others too. But perhaps that's what this story is showing us the extreme end of it mm-hmm. as a warning of where it goes, you might find yourself get to the point where, um, that if they were forgiven and they repented that you might be angry about it. You don't want to be that person. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Any other thoughts, guys? Uh, No. I think that about wraps it up for me. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was good, Justin. And I'm so glad we went through this again because I know I keep repeating it, but man, when we do these deep dives into these Bible uh, books, when we're doing this uh, podcast, it's so interesting how much more things God can reveal to you. So I'm really glad we Mm -hmm. did this. Yeah.
2: And the gospel is revealed yet again (laughs) (laughs) through this story. Yeah. So even before Jesus came it was already
1: being oh, prophesied all over the place and that's, <laughs> that'll be a podcast for another day maybe all the times that we see christ prophesied in the old testament that'd be really fun that would be
0: an interesting one yeah i bet you that one would be very controversial <laughs> <laughs> for good reason <laughs> did you want to pray
1: sure dear god thank you for bringing us here today thank you for showing us this lesson of mercy and of compassion through the story of the minor prophet of jonah Thank you, God, for your mercy on us, and for sending your Son for our forgiveness—something um, you didn't have to do, but you did it because mercy is in your character. And help us to try to show mercy towards others. Thank you, Lord, and help us to all have great weeks. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
0: Amen. That's all we got time for today, guys. Um, you can find this podcast on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. We have a website, DisciplesQuest.net, where
1: you. Can- I
0: say we keep that in
2: (laughs) finally wrote it down too When did you write it down?
0: Just now (gasps) (laughs) During
1: the podcast Sorry about
2: that (laughs) Yeah, we'll keep that in I liked that The sneeze (laughs) Sounds good Allergies?
1: I just started getting a cold how much (gasps) is Starting today Oh
2: no, don't cold on us
1: I'll try not to You can check out our website
0: disciplesquest.net, Where it acts This website acts as an aggregate for all the content that we put out there um you can also find emily's blog on it which we post every wednesday on well this website and on facebook there's also a contact form there which you can use to reach out to us it'll so go directly to our uh disciples quest inbox we have social media accounts twitter facebook instagram tiktok and youtube um we also have a patreon and that's probably the best way you guys can support us if you would like to shout out to our patreon subscribers darlene philip and brendan thanks so much guys Thanks so much for the rest of the audience as well, for listening to this podcast and supporting us with your feedback and your prayers. And we pray that God helps you in your quest to become a better disciple. Bye, guys.
2: Bye.
1: Bye.